Welcome to What the Fox, Empowerment for Women. All right, so this is one of my favorite um, recordings and podcast interviews and stuff that I've done yet. I hope you enjoy uh, listening. The um, the Isabella Rue line that is mentioned and stuff is just really amazing. So definitely take a look at it. Um, I see so many things that I want. I'm not in their traditional demographic, but um, my kids are. And so I've sent the links off to my kids. So definitely take a look and um, visit her website and follow up with her. And she just is a young person that is doing amazing stuff already. All right. And so welcome to What the Fox. Today we are talking to Amanda Myris and she is has her own fashion brand, um, lives in New York City, has been featured in Fashion Week and is just like an amazing person to talk to. So welcome, Amanda. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, thanks for having me. I love the name name of your podcast, by the way. Every time I hear it, I, it just makes me giggle. Like I love <laughs> <laughs> But um, so I'm originally from Washington State. Uh, I've been in New York almost six years, and I moved here to start my fashion brand, Isabelle LaRue. Uh, when I first started my fashion brand, I was a buyer for women's clothing, so I would just buy and sell. But I realized the damages that the fast fashion industry has on the environment. So I'm like, all right, Something needs to change, and I can't be part, I can't contribute to this problem. So I did an entire rebrand of my fashion brand, and I started designing natural, naturally made uh, handbags. They're made out of jute. It's a naturally grown fiber. And the handbags, I actually partnered up with a nonprofit based in India. And the nonprofit, we teach uh, female artisans these skills to make these handbags so they can provide a living wage for their families. And it's all natural, handmade, handwoven. And then I bring them over to the States and then I sell them. And then <laughs> I also make jewelry myself for my brand. <laughs> awesome. So you are the one woman show. You are the solopreneur. Um, what made you want to start your business? So my fashion brand is after na actually named after my two little sisters, and I'm originally from a small town in Washington State, and usually people from my town, it, they like just go to community college, and it's like you just stay there, you have a family, and that's just your life, and that's not something I wanted. Entrepreneurship runs in my blood, like my dad was an entrepreneur, and so I think it's just meant to be. And I was like, okay, well, I know that more than just this small little town. And I don't want, like when people, I was telling people that I was moving to New York, people were literally laughing in my face and were like, haha, yeah, right. And so I'm like, if that's how they are with me, like, I don't want people to be like that with my little sisters. I want them to be able to, uh, like, have big goals and have big dreams and actually believe that they're real because they are and I moved to New York with no friends no family no job no apartment nothing like I stayed at a hostel when I first moved here <laughs> so it was 
like uh, it was, took a lot and it was stressful, but it was definitely doable. And so I just want to like set a good example for the younger generation and let them know that it doesn't matter where they're coming from or like what their background is or who their family is or anything that they, their dream is real. That's amazing. I mean, like all of it, we could probably talk to you about all kinds of stories that you've (laughs) done and run through. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what have you found to be the hardest part of the one woman show? Um, probably just figuring it all out and juggling it all. It's a lot of work. Like you have to literally do everything by yourself. I taught myself web design, photography, graphic design, and especially in the beginning when you don't have a lot of money to start a a brand, it's just like, okay, so I started, I'm a big fan of writing down tasks and doing time blocking. Mm -hmm. And before I got into that, it was like, I was a mess. I was like, okay, what next? And I was like always stressed out and like, what do I have to do now to forget something or I don't know. So I started writing tasks down and doing time blocking just to try and put all of my tasks together and make sure I stay consistent because that's a huge thing in business is consistency. And like, Mm -hmm. especially when you have a product that you want to sell, people don't want to buy from somebody who's inconsistent. Right. (laughs) So I, that's my, that was probably my biggest thing is just trying to juggle everything and figuring out what works best for me. And so some of that and stuff that you mentioned and everything, I'm going back to the time blocking. So that's a great time management technique. Um, And then doing what's best for you. There is no cookie cutter business plan that I think works for everybody. I know there's a lot of MLM out there that say, okay, here's the cookie cutter approach to how you're going to make money and things like that. And I can tell you, I've done the cookie cutter approach to MLM and it didn't work for me for several different MLMs and stuff like that. But I think that you really have to be individualized in learning what works for you, not just doing everything that somebody else does necessarily. Right. Um, Totally. And then it also, once you start doing what works for you, it's more authentic and people feel that you being genuine, you are a genuine person and not just trying to copy somebody else. Right. And then the other part to everything and stuff that you mentioned was the consistency. And I think that is probably the hardest part um, to a lot of it is staying consistent because you Mm -hmm. lose track of days, you lose track of time, you lose track of what you were doing and when you were doing and which groups you're posting in and things like that and stuff. And so, um, making sure that you establish whatever that routine is and stuff that you need to have to be able to be consistent and show up when you need to show up so that you're not having to, um, you don't let people down. If you're not keeping your word and staying consistent to what you're doing, they're not going to believe you either. Right. And that's another big thing is um, you even, you have to stay consistent even when people aren't they're rooting for you. Like if you don't get any likes on your social media or any shares or anything, you still have to stay consistent. They're still watching you. (laughs) Yes. And that's something we've definitely found and stuff is, you know, try going out and posting a picture of, which I did this, but not because of the same reason, but post a picture of your dogs or post a video of your dogs playing. 
and then go out and post something about business. You're going to get significantly less likes and things like that on your business post than you did on the dog's post, but that doesn't mean that they didn't see the dog's post or that they didn't see your business post. Um, And so, yeah, that's very important um, to make sure that you are staying that consistent. And you mentioned that you, or I think you mentioned it in this part. I know you mentioned to me before we got started, you, it's through a nonprofit that you're actually getting all of this stuff from. And so mm-hmm. some of the money that you're making is actually going back to um, being able to help this nonprofit as well, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a really small town in India. It's like a little tiny village. So it doesn't matter if it's one bag that sells or anything like it helps them so much. And it's like, they're actually learning something. They enjoy it because they're learning from it and it's a fair wage and everything like that. So, and it's, it's nice because it's all women that's doing it and they're able to, it's like making them feel more independent and they're able to actually provide for their family. It's really nice. (laughs) (laughs) And you were featured in fashion week. So tell me about that. Yeah. So I've actually been featured in New York fashion week twice and it was so exciting. The first time it was honestly, just luck I wouldn't say luck maybe just like right opportunity I don't know uh the fashion show I was supposed to only be a vendor and have a booth but uh there was a designer that had to cancel last minute and I have done a fashion show with this company in Atlanta already so I got to know the owner of the fashion show or the person putting it on and uh yeah he was like do you want to be one of the designers? And I'm like, oh my God, please, like dream come true. That's been my bucket list. And like one of my life goals is to be featured in Fashion Week. And now it's happened twice. So (laughs) it's a good feeling. (laughs) That is awesome. And so um, what types of, like, what is your demographic as far as, um, yeah, what is your demographics for the audience? Uh, so my handbags, it's uh, a range, but my goal is mostly like um, later 20s and older 30s, like the um, working woman or somebody that wants to go out to the beach. Since all of my handbags are natural, it's very good for the beach, but I also do laptop bags. So it's like a variety. And during uh, this last fashion show during fashion week, I actually had my first male models. So I'm starting to do that too, where my handbags are kind of unisex. So that's nice because <laughs> I've never had a male model before. So Yeah. And then you mentioned that you do your own jewelry as well um, and make your own jewelry. You want to talk about mm-hmm. that a little bit? Yeah. So everything is handmade from myself. Uh, I do it in small quantities and it's just, it's something I've always enjoyed doing. I always, even when I was young, like I never, I knew I wanted to be my own boss since I was really young. Like I was uh, in elementary school going door to door selling stuff. Like, so it wasn't like it was like school stuff. It was stuff from my house. And I'm like, I don't want this. And I went, I lived in an apartment complex, this whole huge cul-de-sac full of apartments. And I would go door to door knocking, trying to sell stuff to people. <laughs> my, my mom's like, what are you doing? I ended up buying my own bike, my first bike. I bought it myself <laughs> in like elementary school. 
<laughs> so I always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I always wanted to be in the creative field. Like when I was younger, I wanted to be a model or something, but I was too nervous to be a model. So I'm like, okay, what can I do behind the scenes? <laughs> so then I, was, I started making jewelry and uh, my dad, he lived in a small town, like a few hours away from where I lived. And he had a restaurant. It's like such a small town. The restaurant, it was literally a restaurant, an ice cream parlor, and a grocery store all in one. That's how small this town is. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Dad, I was in elementary school when this happened. I was like, Dad, let me make some jewelry and you can sell it in your grocery store. <laughs> Dad's selling my right? Yeah. <laughs> I had my dad selling my jewelry in his grocery store where there's like I don't know 20 people in this town literally there's one I don't even think there's one stoplight maybe one stoplight in this town and uh people actually bought the jewelry I don't know if they bought it because they felt bad and they knew it was from <laughs> his daughter <laughs> because it was just little like plastic beads <laughs> so I always knew I wanted to be creative and like do something in the creative field and I actually just launched my jewelry line this like during quarantine, actually, I launched my jewelry line. Yeah, well, at least yeah. you found something productive to do during quarantine. Yeah, so it's something I've always wanted to do. And then I was like, wow, obviously I've wanted to do this for years. And I didn't realize like I've been doing it since I was a kid. And I was like, maybe yeah. I should actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I just launched that. Well, what kind of things um, would you want to make sure that the listeners know? Um, basically, you've got some business people, you've got women, um, you've got people who might be thinking about starting a business um, or some that are in business and maybe they just need little pushes. Um, so what do you think? I would just say, like, don't give up and just go for it. If you're thinking about doing it, then do it, especially if you think about think about it a lot. Like you could start a fashion brand and then you, since you're a one woman team, you teach yourself photography and you find that you like photography more and you start doing photography. Like just do it. It can lead to something else. And it doesn't, just because it doesn't work out with one thing doesn't mean it's not going to work out with another thing. And it's okay to fail because failing means you tried and that you're learning and you're figuring out what works best for you. Yeah, absolutely. Like one of the failing things and stuff, because my kids have said, you know, well, I didn't want to fail. And like, you're only failing if you don't learn something from it. Otherwise you're trying mm -hmm. things that didn't work. Um, but you're not really failing until you just give up. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's so neat that you were able to continue, even though you had some of the people from, you know, back home and everything and stuff that just kind of laughed about the idea that you were going to keep going. Um, what do you think that you can attribute to your mindset um, for having that positive mindset to be able to keep going and be able to shut that out? Uh, I just believed in myself and I knew I was so determined I was so determined to move to New York. I worked six, five to six jobs at one time because I told myself I'm not going to move to New York without at least $10,000 saved and to be completely out of debt because I knew New York was expensive. So I just, I'm a very, my mind is set, then it's set. Like if I have a goal and I know and I plan it, I'm, I'm going for it. So 
I literally, I used to get my nails done like twice a month. I stopped getting my nails done. I stopped doing everything and I just worked for it. And I was so determined. And I just knew even from when I was younger, I knew I didn't want to stay where I was. And it's so easy. I almost did. I, it was like right before I was leaving to move to New York, I almost was like, okay, maybe I should just stay. Like, but I knew deep down that I would be so mad at myself if I didn't at least try. And I have all my family is back home. So I just told myself, I'm like, if it doesn't work in New York, I can just go back to Washington. I can find a job and it'll be fine. But I know if I don't go, then it's, I'm literally going to live with the regret of not going. So it's better to go and just do it and then have regret. Yeah. I heard in a book recently and stuff that regret is so much heavier than failure. And so just pushing through, do it anyway, see what happens. You never really know. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And you know, like you don't know, because I've traveled a lot on the East Coast now that I've lived here for so long. And you could say you want to move somewhere far away and then you travel somewhere else and then you, I don't know, it's just, you have one life. So you might as well like do whatever, (laughs) do it all and then figure out what works best for you and what you enjoy, enjoy most. Like don't just think that it's just because everybody else is going to college and having a family and doing all of this stuff and buying houses and cars and everything and accumulating all this debt and never traveling like that's not the way to live and if that's not what you want like yeah there's some people that do want that and there's no problem in that but if it's not what you want don't think that that's what you that's your only option because it's not right and so we talk a little bit or I talk a little bit and stuff to my kids and everything since we've got listeners and everything that have kids um I do talk to my kids about doing what they want to do However, you may have to take some steps, like you mentioned that you had six jobs, was it? Yeah. <laughs> save up money. So, but you might have to take some steps to get to where you want. You can't just decide, okay, I'm going to run a $100,000 business and I'm going to wait till the money comes in. And then in the meantime, I'm going to sit around and I'm going to play video games. It, right. <laughs> action. <laughs> it does not work like that. Yeah. <laughs> you have to take action. And sometimes you have to do the things you don't want to do to get where you want to go. Right. Um, yeah. In order for things to actually work out. And mm-hmm. so it sounds like that you've definitely pushed yourself through some of the things that you wouldn't necessarily want to do of working six jobs at one time. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> There's times where I worked like literally 28 hours straight. Oh my goodness. Like yeah. I get onto my daughter and stuff for working, you know, if she ends up having to do a double shift or something and she's 16 hours and I'm just like, go home, go to bed. <laughs> I know now, no way. I like think about people doing a double shift and I'm like, oh God, please no. <laughs> I have like flashbacks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like oh my gosh no (laughs) so um what final words would you like to leave with the listeners we are going to include all of your links in the description so that everybody can check it out and be able to hopefully um visit your page um but what final words would you like to leave i would say um just make sure yeah you have to put your dreams 
Like that should be your focus and everything you want to do, but make sure you put yourself first. Like don't forget about yourself while you're chasing all these crazy dreams and everything. Because if you have, like you can have a million dollars and you have, you don't have a good mindset or you don't have your health or anything, then what is that worth? You know, so you have to take care of yourself, take time, make sure you eat well, um, exercise, meditate, read a book, like do stuff for yourself. I even color or do puzzles just to like calm me and relax and take some time for myself. Yeah. I have the most amazing, um, coloring app and stuff on my phone right now that it looks like, um, oil paintings and, but it's color by number. And so for whatever reason, I'm just like, okay, make it really, really large, fill in the different numbers and then let it, you know, eventually show me what the picture looks like. And it looks so pretty. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, artist. But (laughs) (laughs) that sounds so cool. Just make sure that you have the number out there for me to be able to paint it. Otherwise it's not artist in the making. (laughs) (laughs) I've been a crafter my whole life. It was funny because you were mentioning the whole, you know, going back to your childhood and thinking, okay, I used to go door to door and stuff and sell things. I used to sit in my classroom as an elementary school person and I was actually tracing my feet so that I could make sandals out of paper (laughs) and I glued the different paper, like different pieces of paper and stuff together to make the sole of the foot. And then I created the outside part and tried to make sure that I could actually so I was actually creating sandals and like, Oh my God, that's so cute. (laughs) But that was the, I mean, this is like my crafting, crafting stuff. I mean, I craft all the time, but yeah, yeah, it, it has been a lifelong dream of mine to make sandals apparently. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. (laughs) You never know. I might figure out how to do it. I just managed to rip papers a lot. (laughs) Yeah. At least you can say you've always had like the entrepreneur bug. <laughs> it was like, you know, I'm saying there way, if you want me to make your sandals, I can make you a pair too. And we can even color them different colors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Paper, glue, and colors. That's all you need to make sandals that rip. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> so, well, thank you very much, Amanda. I really yeah, appreciate it. Thanks having for you. having me.